Hi, and welcome to episode 24 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Finished, Actually Working, Actually Stashed, Actually Attending, a Review, and Knit Alongs and Giveaways. Actually Finished. So it's been a little over two weeks since the last time I recorded, and I apologize for that, you guys. I try to do an episode really closer to every 10 days or so, and this week I had a kid down sick with the crud, and um, the week just got away from me. So I'm happy that I'm here talking to you guys today, and it actually does mean that I've got a few finished things to talk about. The first one is uh, Tin Can Knits Pattern. That was one of the free patterns they were giving away over Christmas. They did a 12 Days of Christmas, I think they called it 12 Days of Advent, um, because it was leading up to Christmas. They gave away a pattern every day, and uh, a lot of them were hats, and a lot of them were super cute. So this hat was just a little baby hat that I was knitting for some friends of my husband's. And so I let him pick out the pattern, and the one that he picked out was the Bon Bon toque by Tin Can Knits. And I knit this out of some leftover Spud and Chloe sweater that I had from the little um, hat and sweater set that I had knit for my friend Kat's baby. And I really like this yarn for baby knits. It's a wool and cotton blend, and so it's washable. Um, It's really soft and comfortable, but it's not too cottony so that it's like uncomfortable to knit with. So I like this yarn a lot. I whipped this hat up in like an evening. We were binge watching Making a Murderer over the holidays, and um, so I wrapped this up in in one night of doing that. My husband was all worried about me getting it done in time, and I was like, dude, it's a baby hat. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. So this took me one evening. Um, It's a really cute cable pattern. I really enjoyed the knitting a lot. It's, like I said, it's just itty-bitty, but like with all of the Tin Can Knits, patterns it's sized all the way up to an adult male like an adult large head um, size so you could certainly knit this bigger um, and it would be a lot of fun the cables are real simple real cute Um, and my favorite 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 part of this hat is I made a pom-pom for it so you guys are gonna get tired of me and my pom-poms but I am pretty excited about this this pom-pom in particular so my husband got me for Christmas um two a set of two pom-pom makers and I think it's like the medium and the large and I think the large is a three and a half inch pom-pom so on a baby hat then that just looks like massive and awesome so it's super cute I will post pictures in the show notes if you guys want to take a look I did post pictures on Instagram um, as well but I was just tickled with how this turned out so that was a really fun fun little quick project to finish the other thing that I finished this week um, was my Force Awakens hat. So I'm, I know these have been really popular and there's a lot of pictures of them on Instagram. Um, I knit mine out of some Knit Picks Wool of the Andes Sport. And the colors that I did, the, the main color is a dark gray and then there's two contrasting colors. So I did a light heathery gray and a dark pink, I think it's called Rouge. And I love this hat so much. So it was really fun. I don't knit a lot of color work. This is a stranded color work hat, um, which was cool because it was like a new challenge for me. Um, There are some goofs in it for sure. A couple things that aren't quite right. I didn't do the words um, on mine. 
And so um, if you're not familiar with the head at the bottom, the first row of color work has like TIE fighters, and then you can knit into it the words The Force Awakens, and then above that it's lightsabers and stormtroopers. And so I didn't want the words on mine, and what you're supposed to end up with instead then is little squares, and somewhere mine got off. But it's okay, it just kind of looks geometric and maybe a little goofy, um, and I wasn't going to rip it back and fix it. Um, so that was one little issue that I had with mine. And then the other is I knit this in the round and I knit it magic loop. Um, and I might go and get a smaller needle, um, a smaller cable, I guess, on my needle really, so that I could just knit it directly in the round instead of magic loop. What I found in a couple of places was Number one, there are some sections where the floats are very long, so you have a lot of one color uninterrupted, especially when you get to the stormtroopers. And the other was as I got to the point, like switching needles basically, right, on the magic loop, some of my floats are too tight, and it, especially when it's laying flat, it puckers a little bit at those sections, like at the beginning of the round and halfway through the round. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that when I get to the actually working section. But frankly, I feel like this hat is perfect in every way. I wore it every day for like a week. I was wearing it like around in the house and stuff. My husband was like, are you just wearing a hat from now on forever? And I said, yes, I am. I love my Star Wars hat and I want to wear it all the time. The other thing that really did um, just tickles me about this hat is I did make a pom-pom for this one as well. You guys are going to sense a theme this week because I went crazy with this pom-pom maker this time around. Um, so it's really cute. I did it, I kind of wrapped the pom-pom maker three separate times with the three separate colors, so it kind of looks like a stripey pom-pom. I think when I do jacks, I'm going to hold the three colors together and wrap it that way so that it's really like a just a multicolor, speckly-looking pom-pom. So anyways, super excited about that. I will talk about it a little bit more in the actually working section, but um, I'm just going to put it back on my head right now and wear it the rest of the time that I record because I love it. Um, so on that note, these are not finished projects. These are projects that have been finished for a really long time, but I have a couple of other hats that I added pom-poms to. So I have two hats that, um, that I wear a lot that I designed myself. The first one is this great um, cabled hat that I designed myself, and so the cables run horizontally around the hat, so basically I knit it flat, and then I kitchener kitchenered it, and then I picked up stitches and did the hat decreases just from there, and it's knit out of uh, Madeline Tosh Pashmina, which is their cashmere silk wool blend, so super soft in the grasshopper colorway, which is this really great um, acidy green, really cute. Um, so I love this hat. I wear it all the time, especially because it is so soft and I, I love the way the cables turned out on it. Um, but the only thing that could make me happier about this hat would be to add a pom-pom. So I did that and I'm really happy with how it turned out. I did the large size pom-pom on this one as well. And I, I'm just having a good time kind of fancying up my hats. So that was one that got pom-pommed this time through and then the other one is I have this chevron hat that I knit back in the fall out of that um Skissel 
Abracadabra yarn. I think it's Haiku Abracadabra, which is the yarn that changes color in UV light. So it's chevron. Um, the base of the hat is a really pretty gray, and then the the alternating stripe is white when not in UV light and purple when it is in UV light. And so I went ahead and made a pom-pom out of those two colors as well. So now I have a hat with a color-changing pom-pom, which makes me feel really special and fancy. So that's a hat that I wear a ton as well. It, it's been getting worn a little bit less lately because I'm obsessed with the Star Wars hat. Um, but it looks really cute, and I just I like that color-changing yarn. That's kind of just a fun thing for me. So... I'm very fond of this hat, and I'm psyched about how that turned out. So the last thing that I finished this time through was my son Jack's um, Christmas socks. Obviously, he didn't get them in time for Christmas, but but I try to give them a pair of socks at least over break every year. And so his I was knitting out of Knit Picks Felici, and it was their rainbow repeat sock. And I wanted to make his really long. He likes... Um, socks that run real long up his calf. He's got really skinny little legs. Um, so I knit them really long, but then I did not knit the foots. The foots? Did I just say foots? <laughs> the feet long enough. Um, and I think some of it is I'm getting used to doing an afterthought heel. So I feel a little less confident about my lengths, and I feel like I'm misjudging a little bit my lengths when I'm doing these after that heels, I'm about to get a ton of practice on that, and I'll talk about that in the working section. But they were just too short, so I ripped back. I had one sock finished, and I knew it was too short. And I did the second one, and I thought it was going to be okay. It was also too short. So I ripped out the toes of both of them, and I already had the heels in and ready to go. And then I just added a little bit of length. So now they're perfect, and they look really cute on him. And he is a kid who loves bright colors and all those things. And so he was really happy about them. I do have the better part of a skein left as well. So now I have to figure out what to do with that. I might knit some Rose City rollers out of them. Or maybe I'll try to do like a little sock head hat for my little bitty nephew. I hate for that adorable self-striping yarn to go to waste. So I'll come up with something to do with it. But those turned out great. He's really happy with them. And that is it for finished things this time. Actually working. So with a sick kiddo this week, um, I've not had as much time for knitting as I wish I had, but I do have a few things that are on the needles at the moment. So I'm working on my son Jack's Force Awakens hat. So he kind of won the coin toss. He picked out his colors first, and so I cast his on first and I will end up making these for both of my boys, plus I'm going to make one for my nephew for his birthday. He turns seven in February, and um, I'll probably end up making one for my brother as well. So Jax will be a black main color, light gray, um, and then a kind of a chartreuse green for the contrast color. I did knit the words onto his. Um, the pattern has two different ways that you can start out in terms of stitch count. So I started his at the smaller stitch count, um, which I think will be good. He, it's big enough that he's been able to try it on. It fits him pretty nicely. And I feel like I'm learning a lot now as I go in terms of managing my floats. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm catching, you know, if I have long stretches of one color, that I'm catching the other color 
um, so that my floats aren't quite as long and I'm being very, very cautious as I um, switch needles. So what I'm trying to do is if I get to the end of one set of stitches, I make sure that the last stitch on that needle, I catch the float. Um, and that way I do the same thing on the first stitch of the next needle. So as you go around the corner, so to speak, there's not a there's not a float that could be the wrong length, like too short is what I ended up with on, on my hat. Um, so I think it's coming out a little bit more smoothly. I'm very, very excited about this one. It certainly takes a bit of concentration. Um, one of the things that I did for myself, the first couple of sections of color work uh, where you do the tie fighters, that's pretty easy to keep track of, and it's only, I don't know, six or eight stitches, six or eight rows tall, so it's not a ton of color work to keep track of. The words were pretty easy to do, although I know I made a mistake at least one night and ended up ripping back the words and re-knitting them. Um, but when I got to the star, the Stormtrooper lightsaber section, it's very tall, it's long repeats, and I think you do four repeats of the chart. So I did use stitch markers just to make sure that I knew where I was starting and ending a color repeat because I felt like that way I could pretty easily go back and just check and make sure that everything was right. The Stormtrooper is pretty easy to follow and make sure it looks right. The lightsaber is sort of just an, a fancy X. And so um, that one I feel like it would be a little bit easier to end up off and kind of goofy looking. So that one, um, especially, I wanted to make sure that I could just scan back and make sure that it was correct. So those are really fun. I'm very excited about them. And you'll be hearing about Star Wars hats for a while for me, guys, because they're going to be on the needles for a bit. So the next thing that is actively being worked is a couple, three pairs. Actually, I cast on three pairs, you guys, of vanilla socks. So I feel like the last episode I was talking about how I was going to recommit to my sweater knitting. I certainly had some thoughts of that myself um, that I'll talk about in the stash section. Um, and so what I did instead was I cast on three pairs of vanilla socks. I had a whole bunch of socks that I had in progress for the holidays. And when I finished those up, I found myself with a whole bunch of sock needles that were empty. And that was too much temptation for this girl. So I have two single finished socks um, and then one first sock underway and, and for the socks I finished I'm in pretty good shape on um, on both of the others. So I'm just going to talk about the yarns a little bit because they are fun. These are all three um, yarns that I hand dyed with the different attempts at doing self-striping yarn. I'm pretty excited about all three of them. The first one is... Um, one of the most recent ones that I did, I feel like I dyed this yarn in November, and it is gray, um, bright aqua, and chartreuse, and so it goes gray, blue, gray, green, and I'm really excited about it. The one thing I learned about this one is this was the first time that rather than using my warp board, I just created a very long um, skein hank, I guess maybe you call it using kitchen chairs so I just walked around in my kitchen and I really found that so much easier to do but I definitely also then um, feel like my stripes are not quite as thick as I would like them to be so I will definitely try that technique again um, 
either with just two chairs further apart or I might just set up like a square of chairs and do it that way. I feel like that would keep it from like falling and getting droopy and crazy. Um, and it's not very um, scientific or anything, but I, I'm having a good time sort of playing with that technique. I really love the colors in this and they're super cute. I did an afterthought heel. The other change that I've made in all of the socks that I'm knitting is um, I noticed in sock architecture in particular, she knits a very long cuff of one by one ribbing. And I feel like usually when I'm doing the one by one ribbing, um, it feels like I just want that part to end and I want to get to my three by one ribbing. And so I usually do sort of barely an inch and she does a full two inches of cuff. And so that's what I did on all of these. I'm going to see how I like the way that fits and the way that that wears, but um, that's a change. And then I am doing an afterthought heel. So same thing on this one. Um, I feel like the foot might be half an inch shorter than I would like, but I'm going to fiddle with it a little. I'll probably try it on again before I do the next one. And worst case, I'll rip back the toe on these. I haven't woven in the ends on this sock yet. Um, and I might lengthen it just a smidge, but super cute. And I'm excited about having some new socks. I also knit the leg of this one pretty long. So I feel like the cuff, I did two inches. The leg, I probably did an inch longer than I usually do. So it's probably a solid two more inches of leg on this sock than I usually knit. And I'm happy about that too, about having some longer socks. I have a pair of socks that I knit several years ago that I really, really like. The pattern is called paraphernalia, and those are very long socks. It's a really interesting pattern the way she does it. Um, it's a cabled sock, and the number of repeats are based on your shoe size, like European shoe sizes. Like I think I'm a 37. Um, and I like those because they, they are a very long leg. They're, my gauge was not great. This was certainly before I understood my gauge very well, so they're a smidgen on the loose side but they are among my favorite socks and under boots it doesn't really matter um if that they are a little bit loose so anyways longer legs um maybe that maybe long legs on my vanilla socks is not interesting <laughs> but um but the next ones that I did are another that I'm pretty excited about so I feel like this is another opportunity for me to really just um take a look at the things I've been doing with the dyeing. So you guys might remember, this was probably September, I, I dyed some self-striping yarn. This was definitely when I was still doing the technique with the warp board, the first technique I tried with the warp board. So that was that I had, um, I would loop along the pegs of the warp board. So maybe I would do like eight loops on the first peg and then carry it over and do eight loops around the next peg and just kind of keep working that back and forth um, so that I end up, in this case, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different sections of color. Um, and these that I'm doing, I, I had some issues for sure when I was dyeing the yarn. I really love the colors. Um, the first one is a Caribbean blue, so it's a darker turquoise color and then the next stripe I think it's berry crush but I feel like I mixed a little blue in it it's got some blue highlights to it it's insane I love it so much and this blue next to this purpley pink 
I'm obsessed with it. I just stare at these two stripes of the sock like all day long. I took pictures of it for Instagram. I'm really happy with how it turned out. The next one, so here's where I got into some oops, is I somehow instead of it being bright color, neutral color, bright color, neutral color, here I have, I had two bright colors together and now two rows of the same neutral color together. So I did a navy blue. Um, I do feel like this is not navy um, by any means. It sort of turned out a bluish gray, and I think that's in part because I didn't really mix up a dye stock. I just mixed up a little bit of dye to use one time. Um, so I want to play with the navy a little bit more the next time I use it and just see what happens when I really do a, a true dye stock. But basically what I end up with is two back-to-back -back sections, so one very long section of this navy blue. And I like it. I think it looks kind of cool. Um, and then there's another pink. I think this is one of the magenta colors that I have. And then um, a springy green. might actually be chartreuse, although it, it looks a little bit different than the the chartreuse I have in the other sock. So, and then there's one more stripe of navy, and then it starts over. So, anyways, it, it when it was done, I was like, "Ugh, this is wonky. This is not what I wanted. I wasn't super happy with it." Um, and I, this was one that I did take the time to wind up into like one of those um, gobstopper balls where I changed changed direction every time I changed color. And it had been just been sitting in my yarn bowl here in my knitting room for um, several months. And then when I realized I had needles free, I thought, you know what, let me just cast that on. Cause I, I did go to the trouble of dyeing it. Let me see how it turns out. And honestly, I love this sock. I'm super excited about this sock. I like the contrast of the color. I like that it's, it's a little bit different in terms of how, um, the color changes happen. And I think it's super cute. I think I'm going to wear them a ton. So I have one sock done on these. I also did an afterthought heel on these. I don't think I did the cuff quite as long as on the blue and green ones, but it's probably a little bit longer than I usually do. And um, I am almost ready to do the heel, um, the lifeline for the heel on the second sock. So that one I've made a ton of progress on the second one, and I am trying to line them up so that they will be matchy-matchy, and that's going pretty well too. So um, I'm happy with how those are turning out. And then the third set of vanilla socks, you guys will be proud of me, I went ahead and cast on my husband's newest pair of socks. Now, it could turn out that instead of these being the Christmas socks, I end up giving these to him for Valentine's Day. But I had three different yarns that I thought he would like, and I let him pick out of my stash which ones. So um, I'll have to look up the colorways and maybe grab a quick picture of the three yarns together for you guys. But I had a Madeline Tosh Tosh sock that I had bought from Eat Sleep Knits um, back, they had a big sale of discontinued colors um, in the fall, and I had stocked up on a bunch of single skeins of Madeline Tosh, so I only got one skein of Tosh sock with him in mind, and it's it's blue, um, I think it's going to look very heathered knit up, because it's kind of blue, but I feel like there is still a bit of white in there, and I thought he would like that one. Then there was a Knit Picks Hawthorne, which is one of their hand-painted sock yarns in a, um, a blue variegated, like, blues and blacks. And then I had a self-striping that I, I did over the summer, and I kind of had my youngest in mind when I did it because he loves blues. But um, 
a pair of socks for him is not going to use up a whole skein of yarn. So I may just, I think I'm going to split a skein um, and do two different kinds of self-striping and let the kids pick out their own colors this year. I think that'll be fun. So this one, I, this was the one my husband liked and so he is the winner of this set of socks. So, um, same thing. I'm knitting a longer cuff. Um, and his Christmas socks I just gave him fit really kind of just exactly perfectly. So I'm going to follow those measurements exactly. I will do an afterthought heel. Um, and the self stripe, I just did all different blues. I like pulled out a whole bunch of diff different blues that I had. So there's one that's called intense iris and one that's hyacinth and one that's like baby blue eyes and there's kind of a denim blue and a light blue and a purple. So I think it's six different colors of blue and I'm pretty excited. So I'm going to try to do every single color and that'll be the length of the leg. The stripes, this was another one that I did on the warp board with that same thing. And so sometimes I would lose count, whatever, and the stripes are maybe not consistent lengths, but they're pretty fun. And um, so um, I'm going to try to do one one repeat of each color and that'll be the leg and then we'll figure out, you know, the foot from there. Um, and for him, I will try as best I can to make the matchy matchy. So I'm pretty excited. I am most of the way down the leg. Like I said, I have, I think one and a half more stripes to go before I put in the lifeline for the heel. And, um, it's only January, so if I make these the Christmas socks, I'll be set, but maybe I'll end up giving them to him sooner. So that's it for On My Needles this time. I know it's not a ton, um, but I have big plans, and I will talk about those in a minute. Actually stashed. So you guys, I did not buy any more yarn. <laughs> Thank heavens. Um, I, But I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I did over the break that were super fun. So one of the mornings uh, when the kids slept in late, I went through my closet and uh, really did a good beginning of the year purge. I love to do that. I love to start from a super clean closet. Um, and I pulled out a bunch of stuff to donate to charity, which was great. That always feels good. But the one of the main things that I did, too, was I resorted my hand knits um, in my closet. So... I have a nice, my husband had done custom closets for me um, back when we were dating, um, and so I have a nice section in my closet that is just shelves that are perfect for sweaters. They're nice and wide and very deep, um, and generally I have two shelves that are hand-knitted things, so I sorted everything out a little bit better. I have one shelf of pullovers and one shelf of cardigans, and then a lot of the knitted accessories we're a little big, sometimes they get lost in there. So if you're moving sweaters in and out, then a cowl or something, it tends to get lost in the bottom of the shelf and they're not always easy to access or to find. Um, so I took all of those and I just laid them over hangers. So all of my cowls are now kind of organized on a, a set of hangers and all of my scarves. And I think that that will be um, an easier way to access them. I know that there are a couple things that I don't often wear that have gotten a little more love um, this time around. So that was fun. The other thing that was funny um, was I, I didn't have an actually wearing section that I was going to talk about. But I went out for drinks with some girlfriends a couple of nights ago. And one of the things that I was wearing that night was 
my Bijou Creek cowl. So that's a cowl that I had um, designed myself and it's a really cute cable. It's kind of a traveling cable. It's a provisional cast on and then knit flat and grafted together. And I really love it. I had hand dyed some Malabrigo in that same Caribbean blue that is in the socks that I was just talking about. And so it's a really bright, bright, like vibrant blue. And one of my girlfriends that I met up with that night um, was like admiring it all the time. This is a friend that I've been um, friends with for a very long time. And she is just a very sweet person. And I Got about halfway through our night out and I thought, you know what, I have more of this exact yarn. I really loved knitting this pattern and uh, I'm just going to give it to her. And so I gave, I gave it away to my friend. And that actually felt really great. It was really, you know, it's always so nice when somebody is so admiring of one of your knits. And I just thought, you know, I'd love to take this knitted object and send it off into a home where it gets a lot of love. And I can knit myself the exact same identical thing. So that's what I'm going to do. That will certainly be... Um, something it, it was a very simple pattern and so I think I, I could whip that up in a you know in a week or so of TV knitting time so so that was the first thing I did and then on New Year's Day my kids were not home and I had the whole day to spend as I pleased and so I told my husband I said what I really want to do is spend some time with my yarn stash and kind of get organized and and do that and it started out just that I was going to go through my stash and organize some things. I have a room, um, a spare bedroom in the house that is set up with just my knitting stuff. Um, I have a TV in here and um, my spin bike and then it's really just me and the yarn and I have some comfy chairs and, and so it's my special place. It had been a while since I'd had time to really do a deep cleaning in here and also organize my stash. So a lot of times if I bought stuff, I was just kind of tucking it away in a bin. I have a couple of Ikea, like, cubby things in here. So the TV sits on a, it's an entertainment center, I guess. And there's cubbies all down one side and at the bottom, like in an L. And then behind me, I have a unit that is um, four by four of cubbies. And it's not all yarn. Um, I have cute little tchotchkes and stuff and my yarn bowls and candles and stuff like that so it's not all yarn but um but that's kind of the setup in the room and I got in here and I just decided I really just wanted to like deep clean the heck out of it and start with a nice fresh um clean space for the year so I like pulled up the rug I vacuumed I mopped the floor um and I moved all the furniture out and then I went through all of the yarn so that was like like a wonderful day um I really had it pretty well organized like I knew where everything was certainly going into this and so there weren't any surprises there weren't any like oh my god I forgot I had that yarn but I went through I had heard a couple of horror stories recently people talking about like moths and insects and stuff like that I, I've never had any sort of problem like that with clothing or anything but I just recently had heard a couple people tell terrible stories about damage to yarn. And also, because of the way the cubbies are set up, the cats like to get in there. And so I've had a couple of things that have gotten a whole lot of love for them from the cat hair. So I went through and I organized everything where I had things that had come. So, for example, when I get the shipments from the Madeline Tosh Clubs, they send them in a nice 
plastic kind of restickable bag. Um, and so I made sure everything was nicely inside those where I had a couple of old bags like that, that, um, I've knit up the yarn and I still had the bags. I relocated some things into those. And then I did a lot of stuff, just putting things in Ziploc bags. So I had these cute gallons of Ziploc bags with Christmassy things on them. And I didn't really use them for cookies or anything over the holidays. So that's what I did with all my yarn. And so I kind of organized it. I have a, a couple of bins of the yarn that is ready to be dyed. I have, um, a bin that is yarn that um, I might use for smaller projects, some of the knit picks yarn, things like that. And then I, I, and then I kind of organize the sweater quantities by weight. So um, I have, I think one. Well, I'm working on that Leah pullover, so I have one sweater quantity of bulky weight yarn. The bulky weight yarn might actually all be together now. Um, so some of them were single skeins and I had a couple skeins left over from an earlier Magnolia Society shipment. And then I have the rest of the yarn for that blank and I'm working on for my cousin. Um, the worst weight sweater quantities are together. The fingering weight sweater quantities are together. That is something I really need to start to knit from because, um, I feel like the Magnolia Society last year, I got a lot of sweater quantities and they are gorgeous and I love them, but I haven't knit them up yet. And so that's going to be a priority of mine for sure. And then for single skeins, um, I had some that were like Sport and DK, and then I, I split my fingering weight yarns into things I would knit socks with and things that I either think are too nice to knit socks with or really aren't appropriate for socks. And so what I found is I, I don't have any shortage of sock yarn, but I do knit a lot of socks. And so um, I have much more fingering weight um special yarns than I do sock yarns. And so maybe that means that I'll end up dyeing up some more self-stripings um, as time goes by. And I did the same thing. Then I have a, a little bin with worsted weights that are f single skeins and special yarns and things I've collected along the way. So that was really fun. I feel like it's very organized. I feel like it will help me make good choices about what projects um, I want to take on in the new year. And then it just felt so good to have this room like spotlessly clean and nobody really ever hangs out in here except me and the cats and so it's all just ready to go and and really organized um I did find not find it's not like I didn't know I had them but I did come across several works in progress that I want to wrap up there are um, a couple of sweaters that with a little bit of love I think could get all the way finished um one of those is my Austin hoodie. Another is the Make-A-Wish by Hohi Locatelli. And um, then there were two that I was kind of making up as I went along. And one of them I really love a lot. And so I need to get back to that. So um, we're one week away from Knit Nosh. And then I hopefully will have a little bit more knitting time than I've had the last week or two. Um, so that's going to be a priority of mine is finishing some works in progress and then knitting, casting on a few more things. The other thing, oh, the other thing I'm going to save for later, but, but, um, that's my plan. And that is my stash update this time through. Actually attending. So this time guys, I'm going to talk about nothing but knit nosh, um, because it is a week from tomorrow. So I'm getting 
like beyond excited. So Knit Nosh is an event that I'm throwing in Longmont, Colorado on January 23rd, 2016. Um, and it is going to be a food, wine, and yarn tasting. I'm having it at this great restaurant um, in town called Samples World Bistro. They've been amazing and the food is going to be crazy good. Um, the way that it will work is there will be four courses of food and wine and with each course of food and wine that you get you'll get a mini skein of yarn to knit with and I have four fabulous yarn companies coming and bringing yarn for everybody. Um, they are Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Nerd and Scandalous. And so these are local yarn companies. I thought I would talk a little bit about the specific yarns that they are bringing because I'm really excited about them. So um, MJ Yarns is bringing their Silken DK. That is not a base that I have knit with um, in their yarns before. So I am really excited about giving that a try. It's a DK weight. Um, and then Nerd is also bringing their Merino DK. So that's the base that I actually have in my stash. I bought that yarn um, at Stash in Castle Rock over um, Yarn Along the Rockies. And she's beautiful, beautiful colors in that one. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Scandalous is bringing a brand new yarn. So that's a really exciting um, thing people will get to knit with a brand new base from her. The name of the base is Anna, and it is a 10-ply Aran weight yarn, um, and it's 100% Targi wool. So that is not a fiber that I have knit with before. I'm super excited to check this out, and so that one's going to be really, really fun as well. And then Bijou Basin is bringing their Lasso Wilderness base. So this is a sport weight yarn. It's yak and bamboo, and... I just, I'm obsessed with the Bijou Basin Ranch yarn. So I'm really excited to try this one out as well. Um, it, the fact that it's a sport weight made me think that maybe I should knit myself a yak and bamboo um, Force Awakens hat. So probably I will rein in that particular crazy and not do that. Um, but I don't know, that's where my head went. Um, so I'm really excited about this. The yarn companies are so excited to meet everybody. Um, I am now working on the really fun things. So Knit Nosh is just about sold out, you guys. I, I have filled the restaurant to capacity, and they're not going to be able to squeeze in many more bodies than what I have, which is awesome. And people are coming from pretty far away. Everything, Everybody's from Colorado, I think, but pretty far away um, within the state of Colorado. So that's super cool as well. So now I'm getting to shift my focus to some of the fun stuff. We do have goodie bags. I have door prizes coming. Oh, and I forgot to mention Modular Modular. So um, Katie from Modular Modular is coming. She does amazing product bag, project bags. She works for Fancy Tiger, so she gets dibs on all sorts of amazing fabrics. And she will be there selling her bags as well. She's fantastic. So that'll be fun. So anyways, I have door prizes. Um, each of the yarn companies will be giving away some yarn for you guys that are coming. Um, I have really great stuff in the goodie bags and I have some other door prizes that I have um, gathered up that we'll be doing as well. I am going to do an Instagram contest at the event so people can tag their pictures and get um, entered for some of the prizes 
and we're going to have live music. That's the other exciting thing. So um, the venue, like I said, has been fantastic and amazing. And one of their suggestions was that having live music would maybe take the event to the next level just in terms of fun for everybody there. And so they helped me to find um, this really great folk artist who's local here in Longmont, young guy. My husband and I went Saturday night to samples and listened to him play just, you know, as the Saturday night entertainment at the restaurant. And he's great. So that's going to be super cool. And I just can't wait. So, um, so I've been working on a lot of the fun stuff for that. That certainly is taking up some of my knitting time. I will record an episode shortly after Knit Nosh, certainly within a couple of days. Um, and I will be ready at that point to announce the details of the knit along. So we're definitely going to do a knit nosh along. Um, stay tuned. I don't want to spoil any of the details before the event um, because I'm going to certainly announce this in person to the folks that attend as well. But I will tell you that each of the amazing yarn companies that's coming to knit nosh is bringing or is donating prizes. So there is some amazing yarn in it for you guys if you want to knit nosh along with me. So stay tuned and watch Instagram because um, we will be tagging stuff, hashtag knit nosh uh, on the day. Okay, so this week I thought I would do a review of the new um, set of patterns from Brooklyn Tweed. So you can find the lookbook for their winter 2016 collection on brooklyntweed.com. I love um, Brooklyn Tweed and I think the styling and stuff of their patterns is always fantastic. So this is always a fun thing for me. They always kind of preview on social media a couple days before that it's coming and I feel like I like count down until I can see them. So the thing that was cool this time is it seems like they've got a couple of new small batch um, bases that they're doing. They're working with a new mill called Meadow Mountain Mill, and I think it's in Wyoming. It says here Buffalo, Wyoming. So that's kind of cool. The first one is called Plains, and it's a very limited edition. So it's a worsted spun lace weight yarn, and it's a Rambouillet. So really pretty. The colors are gorgeous. Looks like it's got quite a bit of twist to it um, in the pictures, and I just think it's really cool, you know, the forays that they've made into this. I haven't really taken all the time to read the details about it, but just the pictures even are gorgeous. Um, and then it talks about just the palette, so it comes in 10 different colors, pretty muted colors. There's a couple that are a little bit brighter, but they're they're lovely. They're gorgeous. Um, and then they have three patterns in this collection that are lace weight patterns um, that they thought really kind of highlight this amazing new yarn of theirs. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and like I said, I'm always interested in that aspect of things. Um, and so then they get into the collection themselves. There are a couple of things in here that I really love. There's a pullover right off the bat called Riptide, which is a yoked pullover with a turtleneck. Really cute cable detail, so it's kind of a, um, a ribbed turtleneck that then carries down into the yoke in a cabled fashion. A little bit oversized, super cute, um, definitely something I would wear. Then there's a gorgeous lace scarf called 
saloon. I'm going to pretend I pronounced that right. A couple of cute pullovers in here. One of them that I really liked was this sweater dress called Roslyn. Um, they have it pictured here with short sleeves. It's got a, a turtleneck um, and then like ribbed at the bottom. I would not probably wear it as a dress. Honestly, to me, it looks a little short to for anything that I would wear as a dress, but I would certainly wear it as a an oversized like tunic length sweater um, with pants. Um, and I might even knit it with long sleeves if I were to knit it. it. It's a whole lot of knitting for sure, but super, super cute. Very simple and classic, um, but that was a design that I really liked a lot. Um, there's a hat. This is kind of cute. So they have this hat called um, Halus, H-A-L-U-S, and it's a chain stitch hat is what it says. Uses their new bulky weight um, yarn, and so that's kind of cool. And one of the things that I noticed on Instagram was, including Katie from Modular Modular, some of the girls at Fancy Tiger were trying to knit this in 24 hours. So it's bulky weight hat, and they were trying to see could they knit it in um, in 24 hours. I'm going to try to find the hashtag for you guys while I talk. But I noticed that Jamie, who's one of the owners at Fancy Tiger, she um, knit hers in 36 hours. So that was pretty good. So if you look at, it's the hashtag is fancy one day along. And I thought that was pretty cool that they were going to try to do it. I reined in my crazy and did not um, try to jump in and knit a hat in 24 hours with them. But it's super cute. And of course, I don't have any of that yarn, but I have plenty of bulky yarn in my stash. So this is something that I definitely might try um, Try knitting. It looks super warm and it's a very cute pattern. There's a gorgeous cardigan coat in here called Corvid. Um, so this is very long. Um, on the model, it is knee length. And it also is um, like a wrap front cardigan. So this would be a whole heck of a lot of knitting. But it's absolutely gorgeous, this coat. Um, and I think it, it's in the lookbook in a beautiful dark gray. I think this would be a really fun thing to knit in a really vibrant color. And... Um, so this was this would be something that I certainly would fantasize about knitting, if nothing else. Um, then there's a couple of cute things in here. They have this pullover called Cadence, and it's one pullover three ways. So basically, they have um, what looks like a maybe even a boat neck or a crew neck, and then a V-neck, and then a turtleneck. So that's really cute. Um, they have a pullover called League that is three colors. In this lookbook, it's three different shades of gray. Almost has kind of a, um, the way that the raglan is done, it a little bit makes you think of like a baseball t-shirt, um, although it's way more stylish than that. But I thought that was very, very cute and could be done really interestingly in a couple of, um, you know, depending on how you did the colors. There's a cardigan that is a beautiful cable um, that's called Intersect. And so again, it's a wrap front cable and it's really interesting because the cables run horizontally and it's um, cabled on the front. So cables around the, um, the neck band that kind of comes up real high on your neck and 
um, cables on the wrap fronts, and then a lot of the rest of the body looks like it's stockinette. So that one is super gorgeous. You can kind of see in the second set of pictures in the lookbook where it looks like it's picked up and knit. So you must knit the, um, the horizontal cables and then kind of pick up and knit from there. But it's really super pretty. Um, and that is one that I am definitely intrigued by. Um, those are the main ones that I really liked. There's a really cute pullover called Vila. Um, that uh, what I like about this one in particular is I don't want to say that it, it's cropped, but it definitely is, um, a little, a little bit boxy looking, I guess. And it's got some cute texture and then really wide sleeves. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm very, very interested in, in that one too. A couple of cute scarves and stoles. Um, there's a beautiful shawl. I saw this one on Instagram quite a bit as well. It's called Luca. And I think that this is a pie shawl. Um, and I think this is an, the other one that they designed to go with that beautiful new um, yarn of theirs. So definitely always worth a look. The Brooklyn Tweed, they they produce them as collections, but generally then you have to buy the patterns individually. I think they're usually $7 US, um, but totally worth it from a quality perspective as well. They're very well-designed patterns, and I always, I always enjoy knitting their stuff. So last up, um, knit-alongs and giveaways. I had a giveaway going on. The generous folks at Cooperative Press had allowed me to give away a copy of Color Wheel Knits by Vera Matlamacki, and I had reviewed that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I am planning to knit a ton of stuff out of this book, and I am excited to announce that Linda, who is LME Call, um, on Ravelry was the winner from the random number generator for this book. So I'm pretty sure, Linda, that um, the folks at Cooperative Press already sent this over to your Ravelry library. I hope that you enjoy it because it is a phenomenal book. Um, and I am going to start up a thread in the group for a knit along. Like I said, I am planning to knit a ton of stuff from this book. Um, I think I'm going to start with one of the hats. So there are some super cute things, sweaters and things in here, but there is a hat that, um, that I really liked that has a cute little brim and then a very cute textured pattern. It calls for a sport weight yarn. I have some DK in my stash that I had tried to speckle dye, and the one in particular, um, there was too much black. It definitely doesn't look speckled, but I love it and it's sparkly and I'm excited and I realized a couple days ago that that might be the perfect yarn for um, for that project. So I think that's going to be the first thing that I um, tackle but there are literally like seven or eight things that I want to knit. So I hope you guys will jump in and knit along with me. I'm not going to do prizes or anything for this one. I'm not going to have dates. I'm going to just kind of leave it open-ended. Um, I know that Elise and I had our eyes on a pattern and we have the same yarn in our stash. So I really hope that we're going to end up knitting one of the hoodies out of the book together. And I just thought it could be a really fun thing. So that one gets a rave review from me. And I would totally recommend that you guys check out that book and um, join in on the Ravelry group. So that's it for today, you guys. Thank you for listening um, and for hanging out with me. And I will be back 
in about a week. Talk to you then.